For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to Fourth Down Focus, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I am Dan Lundy, host of the podcast and founder of Fourth Down University. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron and what a start it's been to the season. Both college and NFL have been absolutely incredible. I am getting crushed in my fantasy leagues, but I'm doing pretty good, you know, in heads up betting with my neighbor. Um, I really just enjoy and appreciate using bets online, which is your number one spot for all football, NFL football and college football action this fall. With a new website and even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Episode 53 of the podcast welcomes Ben Davenport, punter for Catholic University. Ben, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on my show. How are you doing today? Hey, Dan, I'm doing great. I'm super excited to be here, and you know, I really can't thank you enough for having me. You're a good story, and we'll get into it. Um, I'm excited. I met you a few months ago, um, and, and how I met you is even cooler. Uh, life's funny. You know, we have some common interests, and and uh, it, it led us to one another. So I'm very thankful for this. I've never met you in person and one day I will, but for, for the time being, this is going to be good enough. I'd like you to start with sharing your high school experience, uh, particularly in the sports you played, uh, why you chose punting as your primary focus in the end. And ultimately, how did you end up at Catholic University? Yeah. So, you know, my high school athletic experience um, really is not what you would expect for a current college athlete. I was really big into basketball going into my freshman and sophomore year and really growing up. And, you know, I thought I would be playing that in college. Um, I was good, but athletically, I wasn't where I needed to be to be a superstar, a really standout player um, for a lot of scouts. And I'm just really reiterating this for all the kids who want to play college sports, but can't find out how they're going to do it yet. I've been there. Um, it will work out for you as long as you have the desire. Um, you know, a lot of kids aren't gifted athletically, but but they have the desire and the passion. And that's what's really going to get you there. You know, there's a lot of kids with the talent, but they don't have the drive and they're going to peak. Um, you know, but the kid like me in high school who is just full of, of passion and drive, you know, they keep moving forward and developing. Um, which eventually that'll make you pass the kids with with young athletic skill, but no desire. Um, you know, I also played soccer all four years of high school and it was kind of the same story. You know, I was on varsity, wasn't really a standout player um, for any college scouts. Yeah, and that was tough, um, you know, because mentally I was putting in the work and whether it be your high school coaches or college coaches, you, you know, you want to play for a team. 
not really appreciating it. You know, that's mentally tough going out there every day and, and still not being the star um, starter. But I still, you know, kept the faith, kept the desire. And a lot of that came from my family. Um, they were all college athletes and huge supporters of me. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just kept that drive. Senior year of high school, um, the, the football coach came to me and was like, hey, man, we need a punter. What do you think? And I was like, sure. So punted for the team after soccer practice, um, had a pretty good season, uh, you know, sent the film out to a few different schools and was recruited from there. Um, again, it's just it's huge to keep your faith and your desire strong. There was a lot of points where I could have quit or given up when, you know, a coach would just seem like he would look back on the bench. You know, we need a sub and just look right through you. Um, and it's just important to keep moving forward. That's that's one thing I'd say for the young guys. I want to touch on soccer because you mentioned it. I played it. Uh, my father is from England. And when he moved here at 13, uh, his my grandfather was American. My grandmother was was English. So they came to the States uh, to settle down in, in the Carolinas. And my father was a, a freak. He was in the Liverpool junior team at under under 13 ish level of how they classify it here. And when he came to the States, he found very quickly that he could not find a club that was like going to challenge him. So they took him to college of Charleston and he got to practice with the team like a few times a week. And that's kind of how he maintained and challenged himself. And he ended up playing at Carolina for soccer. And because he had the history and he's English, I was going to be a soccer player. And that's how ultimately I got into football was my, my father was our high school coach. Sebastian Janikowski was my, uh, a senior. Uh, I was a freshman. So in playing soccer together, he and I would take set pieces and he was, you know, he was my, he was my mentor. You know, he struck, he struck a ball, a soccer ball, much better than a football. In fact. So I, and he had a million dollar contract to go to Argentina out of high school, but he chose to go to Florida state and it was the best decision he ever made. In the short term, we all thought it was foolish, but I'm getting to my point. I learned very quickly that and I wasn't going to be Sebastian on a soccer field, and I wasn't Sebastian on a football field either, but I was chasing him in both, and I realized that my value was in football. Because I was close in football to his ability, I had a lot more leverage. Um, they're going to get kids in soccer from, from Europe is my point. And I think that the American kids need to realize that soccer is an invaluable experience, um, but it's exponentially harder to play it at the college level for various reasons. The number of scholarships to, again, uh, the competition is global. These kids in Europe want to want to not only play soccer here, but they want to study here because they're the runts in England and France and Italy and Spain, but they're phenomenal here. They're five stars. So. Soccer is a great way to develop these kicking and punting skills. And that's what you did. It's what we all do initially without even realizing it. But I think that we all have such a good foundation through soccer to then go on and do something special in college because you're not going to play soccer. I hate to say it. You're not unless you're, you know, you want in a thousand and those odds are, are much higher than let's play football. Um, so uh, thank you for that. Uh, I want to go a little bit further here and, and just go into that thought is for every 10 good kickers now every high school right now what is it 22 is the is a senior class for every 10 division one caliber kickers there are one one good punter amongst those kids 
Uh, punting is a very unique skill set, and it's it's very very few high school specialists have the ability to punt in college. Can you share your story of learning to punt? Yeah. Um, again, I, I wouldn't say it was years of growth and and technique development. Uh, it was really watching YouTube videos online about punting. You know, you'll see a lot of the old Ray guy YouTube videos, like you know, get the get your foot above your head. You know, doing all these old stuff and just kind of putting together bits and pieces of knowledge from, from, I'd say previous sports as well. Um, I'd say a lot of that stuff carries over, you know, in basketball, really vertical jumping, getting your hips through the ball um, and, and following some of those social media guys online, you know, you'll see Michael Turk hang time, just watching some of his videos, seeing what he does um, kind of trying to put it all together. I was also doing constant drill work, you know, to the point my parents were yelling at me for doing drops in the house. Like, Come on, Ben, it's too loud in here. Um, I would hang a bed sheet in the door frame to my room um, and try and kick into it like a net. Don't recommend that. But, um, I, you know, I was hooked. It, it seemed like this was the best opportunity for me to compete at the collegiate level. And the feedback from putting in work was pretty quick in most cases. You know, um, I was talking to you earlier in the week, and one thing you told me was to lock my wrist more when I was dropping it. Focused on that at practice and in the game. and I had some of the best kicks I've had in a really long time. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's technical, you know, punting is one of those things that you focus on the little stuff and you'll get the big results. Um, any of the high school kids listening, you know, one tip I have is that discipline is huge, you know, whether that be on the field, you know, you got to stick with your routine. You got to have a plan when you get to the field and you got to go, go through with it. You can't switch halfway through. Um, just really focus on one thing at a time. I'd say, I'd say discipline is really what makes a difference. You know, sounds kind of cliche, but, but you got to trust the process too. Um, you know, you're going to have really bad days and it, it, it's going to be how you bounce back next session. Um, trust me, I've had some terrible kicks where I've been like, you know, I, I couldn't even start at the high school level right now. But I think that bounce back mentality is kind of what transitions to the next ball mindset, which will help you in a game. If you shank a punt, next punt, you'll go out and hit a 50 yarder. So I think having mental discipline um, and just just having a clean sheet, you know, next session, next ball, that'll really carry you through. I couldn't agree more. I love what you said. It is about discipline, because what I found in 19, 20 years doing this is I've seen kids grow from 14 you know, and the proficiency, it, it's through the roof. Some kids find it faster than others, but most of the time by 17, 18, they, they are very, very capable of being effective college punters right away. And what I've noticed that I, I don't know the numbers, but I would say that over half of these kids get complacent. And it's a word we use in the show often, and it's not a good word, but I like to use it because it's a real word and it's, and it's, and I see it a lot in people. I feel that when the complacency sets in it, you feel that you've reached a certain level that you're going to just, because you've worked hard for these things and locking the wrist and a small first step and a delayed right hand release, that these things are owned, but, but we're humans. Okay. And if we don't revisit these things, like you mentioned earlier, we were talking, dropping in the, in the house and, uh, irritating your parents and then finding a way to utilize the space in your bedroom to work on like activation of hips and contact point. These are the things that got you to where you are and are keeping you where you are because you don't lose these things. Uh, once it becomes habitual to work on the fundamentals, um, 
that's where the lead, that's where the leaders are. That's where the pros are. Like I love Kobe, the Kobe Bryant's of the world who would practice after a game, even if it was, it was an away game, he'd find an hour of gym time, leave the lights on for me. It was almost like an, a, a norm or an expectation that these people know that he wants to get the extra work in. And by no mistake, he was one of the greatest to do what he did ever. Um, so I think that if anyone's listening to the show, what you said, the most important thing you said, and it's simple is to be disciplined and it goes further than football. You know, you've got to find discipline in your daily life. You've got to find discipline in the classroom. You've got to find discipline in your relationships and, and who you spend your time with and how you allocate that time. So I, I can't thank you enough. It is all about discipline. Uh, I want to shift the focus a little lighter subject, but I want to talk to you about kicking camps. And uh, I want to know if you went to any of these evaluation camps or an instruction camp, or did you focus on the university summer camps? If so, um, what were your experiences from each of these and what would you have done differently now if you could? Yeah, so, you know, I've gone to a few camps um, where I've had some positive experiences. Um, but to be honest, one thing I've noticed is if you're going to go to the big time camps where your one on one coaching will be limited, I would say, in my opinion, um, it's almost smarter to reinvest your time and money into a coach you know, who you know can trust, um, you know, like you, Dan, uh, and who will give you some constructive one-on-one -on -one time. Um, you know, you want to go somewhere where you leave and you feel like you've gotten better. I know a lot of the big time camps, you know, say there's 500 kids there, you get five minutes tops, you know? And so you got to look at it as what did I get out of that? Um, and that's not to say if you're the best punter in the nation, not to go get your five stars, but if you're a kid like me who needs to develop you want to make sure where you're going, you're going to, in fact, develop. Um, I know kids who are bouncing from camp to camp, spending thousands of dollars looking for the highest star rating they can get. Um, meanwhile, other kids who aren't going to camps are working their butts off on the smaller details to actually improve their craft. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'd say about it is um, there's, I'd say there's a big difference between developing and, and just star chasing. And after a while, those kids who develop they really pass those kids who are just star chasing. So. Absolutely. I think good points, fair points. And I'll, I'll say something positive about these exposure camps, the 500 camps. Um, if you meet the standard of a five-star from a previous event and they're all there, you go click on results. You can see how everyone in Dallas did or Vegas did or wherever they were. Uh, and if you meet that standard or you're on the cusp of meeting that standard, and if you have a good day, you can be that standard. I think that you very well should go because I think the 10 or 20 kids that are amongst the top of those 500, those kids can utilize that as a tool to say, look, I walked into an event and I was, a, I was the you know 95th percentile on this. That's value. However, <laughs> there is a huge cohort in that 500. I would say, I don't know, 21st through 350 that are four and four and a half stars. And that sounds great in terms of the star system in football, like a running back, a running back that's a four star, he's getting Clemson offers. A kicker in the kicking industry that is a four star can be 50th percentile, could be right in the middle of the 500. And that's dangerous because kids get misled. They feel special, right? When they get that star, but what does it really mean be careful. Um, so I, I loved your point. Yeah. Uh, and it, I'll just touch on the personal side of things is there are very few coaches in the, in the country 
that um, really have a passion in development, but they're out there uh, as far as the training and development side. And, you know, I'll, I'll name a few. There's there's Dan Orner in North Carolina. There's James Wilhoyt in Tennessee. There's Nick Gatto in Houston. There's Brian Egan in Austin. Uh, they're out there. Uh, there, there's, there are more, uh, Adam Tanowski's up in the Northeast, Luke Gatto's up in the Northeast. And I, I feel like I'm leaving people out, but I'm making a point here and saying that just rattling those names off, there's probably a dozen more that I confide in and I send kids to. So if anyone's listening to the show and they're like, well, I'm from Wyoming, I probably know someone within a two or three hour radius of you. And it'd be in your best interest to go and at least get that experience that you mentioned, that personal experience where they can maybe mold you. So then one day you can meet the five-star standard, but wait to go until you meet the five-star standard. Um, I want to talk about your stopwatch app that you developed. I'm a huge fan of the app. I have it on my home screen right now. I used it the other day uh, with a person I, I'd never met. Uh, referred them to it. I go, just touch that a few times. So we got like an average of a punt hang time, but I want you to share more about this project and other apps that you have developed. Yeah. Um, so recently I uh, released video stopwatch timer. It's available on iOS and Android under the name video stopwatch timer, all one word. Um, it's, it's just an easy to use app to time kicks, punts and snaps, or, or really anything else that you have a video of. Um, kind of how it came to be was whenever I would, you know, film myself punt at the field by myself, you know, I'd put my phone, I'd set it up on like a water bottle or something, get like a front angle or back angle of me punting. And I'd want to get like, get off time or hang. Um, when I got back home, I would always have to play the video on my phone and then, you know, Hey mom, can I use your phone to time the punt? So I'm sitting there with two cell phones and, you know, if no one's home or someone else needs their phone, well, that's just not going to work. So I just kind of thought what if I can just incorporate this uh, into one place that was, you know, easy for specialists to use. Um, and, you know, I made the app super simple. Um, you can time your kicks or snaps in literally two button presses. Um, you know, this is, this is, this is actually the second of one of our main projects. The first being smart response, which is uh, mobile software for first responders to help them coordinate and respond to different emergencies. But um, you know, aside from that, that's a little bit more specialized. This is something I feel like, every single kicker can use. Um, there's a few few other things out there, but where we're going with this, we've got a lot of awesome ideas. Um, I think this can be something that every specialist can use. And taking that a step further, I think kicking coaches can really use this and get a ton out of this for their practices. Absolutely. I think that specialists and coaches of specialists need more products like the Stopwatch app. Um, we are provided with very few things other than a, a a timer. I hope people, you know, carry a stopwatch and they have their cell phone because nothing more valuable than seeing yourself do something. We, we oftentimes feel ourselves do something and think we look a certain way, you know, like, cause we're aspiring to look like someone on TV doing it perfectly. But when you see yourself doing something, oftentimes you, you, you look entirely different and that's how we learn. So setting up the shoe. I love what I'm seeing the high school guys do now when they're by themselves is they're finding a way to prop that phone on the shoe and just get the perfect angle. Um, that's awesome. Awesome practice. But what I'd like to see is a personalized on-field film instruction app, like with analysis and maybe some references to optimize specialist movements. Um, this is how I found Ben. I, I'd like you, Ben, to, to share with us uh, about the project that you and I are collaborating on relating to this. Yeah, I mean, this is something that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm super excited about. It just puts a smile on my face thinking about it, um, you know, and I think 
at one point when we first got in touch, you know, we were, we were talking about, you were saying, Hey, I think an app for my brand would be awesome. Um, you know, me and my business, I make apps and websites. So it was just a great combination, especially me punting in college. Um, and I think we were just kind of trying to figure out how something like this would work, you know, um, let's make it simple for coaches and specialists, but let's not make it um, not useful in a sense, you know, you want to keep it, keep it helpful. Um, and I think where we're at now is we have this project in the works. There is absolutely nothing like this on the market for kicking coaches or specialists in general. I think it'll be game changing um, aside from just the fourth down brand. I mean, I think this is something everyone in the kicking industry can use um, you know, I'm, I'm super pumped about this. I don't know how in detail you want to get, but, but man, like I am super excited and I, I can't wait for this thing to come out. You know, we talk about handling adversity on this show and I, and I think most, uh, when COVID struck, we're, we're a little perplexed as to how we're going to keep a normal life, quote unquote. And I, I discovered zoom early on, like most, uh, and, and the value of it. And what I started doing was people like you college or high school, not so much, but it's weird. The higher the level, I got quite a few of the pros that were jumping on and submitting film to me. And I, I, it got me thinking more about how to develop an online curriculum, which I've established. And I do it through virtual lessons now. And it's really helped me to, to reach out to kids that are, it's just too far to come to Florida. And I understand that, but I really, really said, wow, an application. I love apps. That would be neat. And I, I talked to some web developers and, and, and on the app side of things, and none of them really could quite grasp the things that I was trying to put on paper even because they didn't have the background. And then I met you and I was like, oh, wow. So he develops apps. He's a college specialist. He listened to my show. Um, his mother is a guest on my show and she's a sleep expert. So there's a lot of connections like I mentioned at the start of the show that it just led me to you and um, I'm really excited about it um, I don't really want to disclose too much with it because I, I want to get this ball rolling but we are in the process of a very special thing that could be at the touch of your fingertips to where you could submit to me or someone on my staff um, from the, some very specific angles and we can give you some very specific feedback about some minute things that could make the biggest of differences. And one you mentioned was a fixed wrist earlier in the show. Um, there's a number of body parts that we don't think about um, that have, have value in terms of how effective we're going to be at the contact point of a punt. And the process that leads up to that contact point, there's a lot of moving parts and radial bones, you know, the shape of your forearm in relation to the ground at your drive step, it's essential. And most people have never, ever thought about it and how it affects the mold in the ball position and how it leaves the hand at the right hand release. So again, I, I don't want to get lost in the woods here, but what I want to say is all that, all those things I verbalized, you and I are aspiring to make these things nonverbal and just in front of you, a visual of all these things mentioned with some lines and, and personalization, you know, comparing contrasting two from your personal shot to someone who's doing it in our opinion, very, very, very well in that given moment. So I thank you, Ben, for coming on and joining us today. Uh, I always ask if you could share a few ways the audience can reach you should they have any follow-up questions from today's episode. 
Yeah. So uh, my Instagram is at BDAV22, BDAV22. Uh, my Twitter is at BenDAV33. And my email is um, BenDavenport333 at gmail.com. Shoot me a message on either of those if you have any questions, um, whether it be app related or kicking related. Uh, so I would love to talk to you guys. Feel free to reach out. Thank you so much, Ben. It, it means a lot to everyone at Fourth Down Focus that you were able to share information that can and will benefit performance both on and off the field. Please give us a five-star rating, a review, subscribe to the show and share it with a friend. If you have any questions related to the podcast or suggestions for future topics or guests, you can reach me, Dan Lundy, in several ways. My website is fourthdownu.com. Uh, on social media, my Instagram and Twitter are at fourthdownu. And on Facebook and LinkedIn, you can find me by simply searching Dan space Lundy, L-U-N-D-Y. Thanks again for joining us at Fourth Down Focus, presented by Bet Online. We'll see you next week with an exciting new guest. I hope 2021 is treat, treating each of you well. And remember, in all things, give thanks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.